Welcome back to the Love Your 9 to 5 show, episode number 6. Caution, you will begin to love your 9 to 5 with this show. Join us as we explore and discover your unique strengths and learn to apply them to your daily business activities with your host, Shmuel Septimus. Welcome to this episode of the Love Your 9 to 5 show, where we learn to identify our unique skills and superpowers, finding the applications for them in our professional and personal lives. My guest today is a strategic brand and communications executive, consultant, founder, keynote speaker, and author. It is my great pleasure to introduce to everybody today, Lucas Mack. Lucas, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. Sure. We're really happy uh, to have you here today. Uh, Lucas, if you don't mind, before we get started, so our listeners know a little bit who we are talking to, can you give us a little bit more about yourself personally um, and professionally? How did you find yourself in the career and the business that you are working in currently? Well, I uh, I always like to talk personally before I talk professionally. Um, Go for it. So I'm uh, I've been married uh, uh, more than ten years now, eleven years, and and three beautiful kids, beautiful, um, and uh, proud proud husband and father. And on the professional side, uh, my 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 journey has been one of uh, induction. It's it's a very an inductive way of figuring things out. But I I feel I found it. Uh, my calling and, and really passionate about that. I, I started out of college as a TV producer and audience coordinator for a local talk show that was in the Seattle market. Um, and that's when I really saw the immediate reaction between audience and message. And I could see when I had warmed the audience up, I could put the show on before the show to get people excited. And there's usually about 40 to 50 people sitting in the studio audience. And I I'm not a comedian, but I had to entertain them. And we did all these uh, icebreakers and just getting people comfortable in their seats. And I could tell immediately whether something was received well or not received well. And I, I took that cadence and that pacing and timing with the audience. And um, I've never forgotten that. And from that that job, I um, my background is study journalism and communication major. And so I went into uh, broadcast journalism and I was an on-air TV reporter for uh, three stations, um, small market in the middle of nowhere in the state of Washington. And then from there, I went down to San Antonio, Texas uh, for a couple of years and then came back to Seattle at the station I first worked at um, as a freelance reporter. Nice. So, uh, so you've started off clearly in the world of media and you right. know, bringing content to audiences. And, um, but now you're doing, uh, you're a keynote speaker, you're working with companies, you're helping your strategic, um, brands, you work with, uh, companies, you know, developing their brands. Um, how did that transition take place? So when I came back to, uh, the station in Seattle, I was covering some of the worst stories you could imagine. It was terrible, very depressing stories. Okay. And I was looking for a way to use my talents as a storyteller um, for companies. Because when I was down in San Antonio, I would use stories on companies. And they weren't commercials, but there, something was happening. And I'd go out and I'd tell a story and I'd look for the unique angle. 
and try to bring in a human element. And this one time, uh, general manager of this big company called me up and asked if they could get the story for their website because they had sold out of this product in a week's time in the local market. And they had been advertising for years that same product and they have never sold the amount in a week that they had sold after my story aired. And that feeling of, I mean, that felt great to, to get that affirmation from the work, but also it had, it led me to think when I came back to Seattle, you know, why, why did that happen? Why was a story more impactful to people than advertising? And so I left the station and started a company to help businesses articulate their story, tell their story with passion and inspire not just the outside world, their, their marketing audience, but also their internal audience as well, their employees, because I believe every story has two sets of audience, uh, one being the um, marketplace and one being the people within your walls and both have to be inspired by that story. Awesome. Wow. So you kind of skipped ahead to my next question already because the question was going to be, if you can tell us of a time when you've helped either a client or a company or yourself, help them identify their own superpowers because the listeners of the show are trying themselves to see what their superpowers are and how to apply them to their professional settings. So you've already explained how you've found your gift for storytelling and it seems like it kind of just happened that when you saw such astounding results that you realize that, hey, there's something real going on here. Is that kind of how it happened? uh, Yeah, exactly how it happened. And I would say for, um, you know, Simon Sinek, um, everyone knows, or a lot of people know him as as Start With Why and his whole concept about leading with why. And it's funny as we're, some of my friends who are journalists, we... Can can you just explain that for those who are not familiar, including myself? Okay, so there's um, that. I think it's the most the most viewed TED Talk ever was a guy named Simon Sinek, or he is <laughs> currently right. a guy named Simon Sinek. But he gave this talk um, about start with why, and people are not inspired by what um, they're inspired by why. And he gives examples in business, and for instance, Microsoft's why was a computer on every desk. So how they happened to do that and what they actually made was not as important to people as that, that why and that intentionality. Mm-hmm. And so my friends that were in broadcast, we were talking, you know, why is just one of the five questions that make up a story, but you can't ignore the who, what, when, where. But I also found that companies are really good talking about who, what, when, where they struggle with articulating why. And I think the reason for that, and I think not just businesses, but individuals, the reason for that is it takes inward reflection. You really got to dig deep within yourself to figure out why do I do what I do? And why am I getting up every day to work and why leave my family and why leave my children and why deal with sometimes unpleasant coworkers and unpleasant bosses. So what I, I'm passionate about and what I've done is help companies articulate their who, what, when, where, why in a cohesive story, but also individuals. And I ask one specific question. In fact, I did this with a, a manufacturing company in, in Tacoma, Washington yesterday I ask every person I work with, every individual or business, I say, what would you crawl bloody knuckled over a broken field of glass to accomplish? I let that sink in. If people, (laughs) it doesn't matter the audience, it doesn't matter their background. I I ask, I want that visceral 
I want a visceral response from them. Right. You don't want to say, what would you die for? Because that are, you know, people already tune out. What does yeah, this guy exactly. want for us? But that, I love that <laughs> exactly. question. Thanks. And I, it, it's really the, I think the heart of, at the heart of passion and the heart of purpose within individuals and companies is, I think for leadership, until you can articulate that, I'm not sure what we're asking our employees to come in for every day. Because the next company that offers them a dollar or two more an hour or some particular that may be more attractive, you're going to lose them. And conversely, individuals who, you know, they, they're not giving their best work at work, they're kind of punching a clock, they think they're missing out on making a contribution for the business. And so if you really can articulate that with clarity and message that out, you're already, you're already steps ahead. You already have the fire. Okay. So this, I mean, that is wonderful. So let's start, you know, step one. So I'm a company or I'm an individual and I'm trying to figure out my superpower that I have. And I'm convinced that, that I do have it. And I know that once I find that I'll be able to, to really shine. Um, now my first step is really what you're saying is to focus on the why we know the technical aspects of our job, but you brought up a great point. Why am I getting up in the morning to go to that job in the first place? Is it just a paycheck? And by understanding that it's more than just a paycheck, and I'm I'm really processing what you just said, um, by understanding that it's more than just a paycheck, we're basically saying to ourselves, there's something deep inside of me that really feels content when it's expressed in a very particular type of way. Mm-hmm. And that is what's going to... I'll crawl over glass and bloody knuckles or however it goes uh, to do it because I'm not going to get a raise for it, but it's just so real. It's so authentic and it's just so alive that it's yeah. worth doing it for that. So That's right. I, I like that. I like that. So that means for, for our listeners, if we can, if we can help identify and you're saying the reason why people don't do this, that's so uncomfortable. We're not yeah. used to thinking that way. We really, we're not. In fact, if you think about how society has conditioned us to, engage with one another and really conditioned us to think of ourselves in a certain way. The second question we ask each other after first exchanging names is what do you do? And I don't think any normal person truly cares what someone does. What we're really trying to calibrate is do I trust you? You know, why do you do what you do? Who are you as a person? Are you trustworthy? Can I build a relationship with you? Because what's are uninspiring, but the whys, those are the compelling reasons why people are remembered, people stand out, people are listened to, um, people, I think, grow in their careers is because they've figured out that why, and they're able to share it comfortably with others. Um, nice. It's I think it's sad that people, we focus so much on what. Mm-hmm. I can tell you of a story of someone who asked a group of college students, you know, what wh- what are you planning on doing with your life? And the response of one of the students was, you know, I want to be a dentist. And to that, he challenged them, is that really what you want to do? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, picture the scenario. You're on your deathbed. They're preparing your eulogy. You, you get to listen in. And they're saying, what are we going to say? He was a dentist. His work with cavities was spectacular. You know, when he when he did a cleaning, how the teeth would shine. And the guy's like, okay, I get the point. He's like, wait, I'm getting to the best part. Your tombstone is going to be a big tooth. 
and it's going to say, here lies a dentist. He just filled his last cavity. That's good. He's like, hey, I I don't want to be a dentist. I want to make money through dentistry. Okay, fine. That all that's true, but I love that story. But he said, but but that's not your why. That's not. Is that really what it is? It could be that you feel somehow that that expresses your unique superpowers through serving people through healthy teeth, and and that that might be it. But it's got to be the why has to be something that's deeper, and that will enable you to crawl over the glass with bloody knuckles, and and that doesn't mean that's what it has to be, but that will just be the litmus test. But we're not used to getting there. I really like that. Um, yeah, we're not. Yeah, can you tell me of a specific uh, time? Tell the story of a time when you've either you yourself or a client have successfully identified what it is that their why is and. What what have the results been? Can you share with us a particular incident or a particular event? Yeah. So um, there's a few that, that stand out. I have a client down in Nashville, Tennessee, and they're, um, they are a hotel. And the general manager came in at a time when there was some turmoil. The general manager before, I think, was terminated or let go or quit under um, some circumstances that just left the employees at the hotel um, uninspired. And really there's kind of a negative tone. So we came in and, and I always, first thing I do before we do any creative for companies is say, all right, well, what's the story? We go through this process and they came, what came out of that is their why at the company is building such an inspired culture that guests feel part of the culture that's within the hotel. And that enables them to serve guests in a way that they'll never forget. And so it was interesting. I've never worked with a company that really their story came about themselves. And as a byproduct, their their customers would be drawn to that. Usually mm-hmm. I think we think through customers, what can we do to message to them? Right. But it, is, it has turned that uh, hotel around. They um, Their employee satisfaction score was in, mid, in the mid-70s um, out of 100 um, from a, a third-party audit. And now they're at 91%. And that, wow. um, it's a huge turnaround. The turnover is um, decreased. And it really, I told the general manager, I said, you know, that makes sense because studies show happy employees lead to happy customers. Um, unhappy employees really lead to no customers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's why we want to make sure we have an engaged workforce if we want to get anything done. That's um, right. That's excellent. So, so they were able to identify a specific culture within their business, and they was able to rally the employees, I guess, around their why. Yep. And w- once they understand their why, so then it can be, it can be, the, you know, it can be that much more focused. That's Excellent. right. Okay. Um, now I know that I listened to your talk on your website. Um, what is your website again? Can you share that with the listeners if they want yeah, to take there's... a peek? Sure. It's fourthavenuemedia.com. It's the number four TH Avenue spelled out media.com or they can go to lucasmac.com and find more content there as well. Okay. Excellent. So, but I went to the fourthavenuemedia.com and, um, and, and I listened, uh, to the talk over there where you go through this and you say that, um, there's one thing is identifying your why, then there's a second piece and that is um, sharing your why with potential customers or potential employees. And that's where the branding and the marketing piece comes in. Now, can you explain sure. to us why that's important for companies? And 
if I'm not a company and I'm just an employee in a co- you know within a company and I'm uh, just a part of a business and I've identified my own personal why, is it important for me to brand and market that to others? And why is that? It's great, great questions. Uh, it is crucial because every relationship that exists, whether it be with customers to a brand of a company or coworkers with each other or personal interactions, every relationship is built on three ingredients. You have to know, like, and trust someone. And okay. we all know the people that we know and we don't like them. Right. <laughs> we know the people that we know and like and we don't trust them. And there's not a relationship built until all three components are fully thriving. So when a brand, when a company's brand is inauthentic and they don't tell their authentic story to the marketplace, they may have the best product, they may have the best culture, they may have the best service in the world, but to the outside world, it doesn't align up. They look at it and say, well, your your messaging, your website, your collateral, your your logo, the identity, everything seems unaligned to the message that you're telling me. And I say it's very similar to the hole-in-the-wall restaurant that may have incredible food. And you might tell everyone about this restaurant, but when you eat it, you look around and you you know cross your fingers that you don't die because the surrounding <laughs> is not in alignment to how good the food is. And that's why I believe those businesses stay holes in the walls because they haven't figured out how to translate their product and service to an experience that stays authentic no matter where you engage with them at. You know, people seeing it like, no, you you guys are not, that's not where you're up to yet. If you have this really, you know, it's it just got to be in sync. I know I, now I'm remembering, I, I heard from, I'm quoting again from that same speech, but you know, you said you have to, your message has to be consistent with every single interaction with that person or that company down to the lobby, down to the chair in the lobby, you know, down to every right. detail because, right. be, I, you know, because th- that is how you're being judged. Now, let's take this on a personal level. I don't mean me personally, but if you have just a single employee, so they, they're doing this exercise and they're up at night having nightmares because of the scenario that you just described. <laughs> <laughs> they're crawling on, on glass, their fingers are bloody and... And now they are trying to figure out what is it that they're going for. They wake up in the middle of the night and they run and they pull out a pen and paper and they quickly start writing it down. And, you know, and they dance around the room because they finally figured out their why, (laughs) thanks to this conversation. But now the next question is, do they need to share that with anybody? Is that important for them to share it, to brand themselves? Why would that be important from a, a personal employee level and how would they do it? I would say it's it is really important that you do share it because that we, we can't we're, we don't we're not meant to live in isolation and we certainly cannot work in isolation. It really does take a team around you to help you or you generic ye plural everyone. We all need people around us to help help us get to where we're going. So I do think it's important to share your story and your why. But question number one is if you figured out your why and you're at a workplace that you may or may not be enjoying, you need to ask yourself, is it in alignment with where I'm working? And if it's not, what are places that are in alignment? I had a client um, a few years back, I was sitting at lunch with the director of sales for this um, technology company. And I was talking about this very thing. And 
he said, you know, I have this clothing company that I'm really passionate about, but I, you know, don't know if I really want to do it or not. He goes, but I'm not necessarily happy with where I'm at. I said, you got to, I asked him the same question. What would you call bloody knuckled over broken filled a glass of accomplishment? He's like, yeah, I am tough, you know, because hey, life is short, you know, and we yeah. got to get, to, we got to get to the meat. And uh, he said, you know, uh, I want to make this, this t-shirt thing work. He quit the next day and he's doing well. It's three years later. He's taking care of his family. He has a t-shirt company and, and, uh, I'm proud of him. And, uh, I think it's not that I'm in, in, uh, wanting people to quit their jobs or wanting people to leave right. because I've at the recipient level of that. I've had employees and they've quit and that's been tough for me too right but what i'm saying is if it's not in alignment with your story uh, you need to make sure you are in alignment um, what a great thing to do as an employer if you have an employee say hey you know I'm, i found out i'm really passionate about this and I, is the opportunity here i don't think so and you as an employer could say fantastic let me help you find that let me you know support you in your journey that will, the ripple effect of that will be way better for that employer down the way. Like, hey, I heard you're a good person to work for. Uh, you support me as a person, not just as a number or a cog in the wheel. And mm -hmm. then conversely for that employee, that employee is going to be inspired at their next place once they find it. So I think it's reciprocal and it's beautiful. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for sharing that and sharing that exercise, very specific exercise for helping us identify our unique strengths, superpowers, uh, finding how to apply them. And another step that you're adding here is kind of branding ourselves. I've once heard someone say that, you know, it's not optional to brand yourself. Your message is out there. It's up to you to tweak it in a way that's fav favorable, genuine, and authentically reflecting you. So, mm. um, that's great. Yeah. And, and it's true. People, everyone has a perception of you. It doesn't matter if you have a website or a business card. You you are a brand. Every person is. Every company is, whether they like it or not. So that That's is right. that is really excellent. If you had to recommend just one business book, I know this is tough for some people. Um, is there a particular book that you would recommend, or or a tool that can help in this specific area of getting in touch with our superpowers, and perhaps branding ourselves, or perhaps branding ourselves? in a way that's favorable with this newfound identity? I would say um, I have three books that come to mind. And, and one is not to be self-promoting, but I, I wrote a book. Uh, the title is Everyone Has a Plan Until They Get Punched in the Face, How to Develop Your Story and Achieve Your Dreams. Because I think every person, I, I know when I was young, I got the question, you know, do you think you're better than me? Or what do you think, you know, who do you think you are? And and I speak at colleges and and high schools around the country. And I've asked that question many times to the students, how many of you have ever been told that or made to feel that way? And all the hands go up mostly. Wow. And I said, what was your first response to that question? Was it to say no? And regardless of what you're saying to me, I'm going to keep going. Or was it, or was it to say yes? Or, or did you retreat back into the crowd essentially is what I'm trying to get at. And mm -hmm. most people retreat back into the crowd and that dream or that innate passion that they had with whatever they were trying to pursue it gets dimmed. And I think most people wake up and they're unhappy with their lives because at one time they let someone put a finger in their face and say, what do you, who do you think you are? Um, so I wrote a book to encourage people to figure out their why and their story. And no matter the hits that come along the way, uh, you'll be able to withstand them, avoid them and keep going. Hold on. Before um, you go to your next book, 
Uh, first of all, I love the title to the book, and I see you're you're a violent fellow with climbing over glass and getting hit in the face. But no, I'm just joking. But um, but that but that is something that is that that is um, I I think that's something that's really really valuable that you just uh, touched on, um, because as as children we don't really care too much what people think, and you Mm. see children's fascination. I know you have little children and. And I'm blessed with little children as well. And you see their fascination and curiosity and everything. And they have no problem with self-expression. They don't read books. They don't listen to podcasts. They don't have consultants. They just do what they love to do. And, you know, if we reflect back, we can find what those things were. And I'm always curious to know, when was the point where that shuts off? And your title to your book might be the answer. It might be that first slap in the face, um, that metaphorical slap in the face where someone said no you're not oh i always thought i was creative because when i built things with the lego it was amazing and it really was and that person is creative and that is the next you know person who's going to be creating all sorts of wonderful things for us to enjoy but because they you know they were sensitive to that comment that's when things started dimming and 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 our goal and this is what you're doing which is amazing you're kind of illuminating people again and turning Mm -hmm. them back up and let's go ahead full steam so i love that I did not Thank read the you. book yet. I'm not going to say that I did, but I no. definitely will put it on my list. Go ahead. What's number two? Thank you. And I, I'm not trying to be self-grandizing, but I, it is an effective tool. I think the the second book um, is a book that I just finished, and I it's one of the best ones I've read in a long time. Um, I like Patrick Lencioni books. I think all mm-hmm. his are fantastic. Yep. Uh, and this book is, an, is up there, but it's not a parable. It's called Business Brilliance by mm-hmm. Lewis Schiff. I think is shift the business brilliance and it is tremendous. It just talks about people's mindsets about work and business and money. Um, okay. And it well, makes th- you really inwardly reflect. Okay. That sounds like fits right into this. And what is your third one? The third one is a Patrick Lencioni book. It's called getting naked. Yeah. And that book um, for me was just, profound because it gave me the permission it was someone saying hey it's okay to do the right thing regardless if it you see the immediate result and for instance when i started in business i just i want to help people so i'm passionate about coming up with ideas and i'm in these sales meetings with people 30 years my my senior in these meetings and i'm giving them ideas and then they would say thanks we don't want to work with you but then the idea that i gave them they would do uh, <laughs> next year and I'd see this and I, it really bummed me out where then I was trying to learn sales tactics and strategies and hold my cards and all this stuff. Right. I read, I read getting naked and the whole thing is if someone took your idea and you gave it to them, they're not the right person to work with anyway. So if you really believe it was a, a good idea, give it, share it. And it's really along the lines, you know, uh, the book go giver or, yeah. Just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do and and don't worry about the consequences because I really believe that, you know, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And right. Uh, awesome. and that's, so those are the books. Those Excellent. Books. I really appreciate that. And we'll definitely put a link in the show notes to um, all of those books as well as uh, to your website. If uh, the listeners want to get in touch with you and, you know, to continue the conversation or work with you, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, if they go to my website, lucasmac.com, they can message me there um, or email me at lucas, L-U-C-A-S, at fourthavenuemedia.com. 
Lucas, thank you so much for your time. You've shared、uh, such tremendous, focused value that is uniquely tailored to our listeners. I know that they're going to enjoy this episode as I have, and I think you may have as well. And、um, really, it's been a pleasure talking with you, and I look forward to continuing this conversation offline. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Love Your Nine to Five Show. Feel free to let me know what you think of this show, and send me an email at shmuel at shmuelsubtimus dot com. I read and respond to these emails. And again, as always, we'd always appreciate a reading and review on iTunes. This helps share the show with others like you who are interested in identifying and reaching their full potential. While there, don't forget to subscribe. This will automatically download all the latest episodes and keep you up to date on all the latest episodes. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to bringing you another great show next week.